Hi, Morgan. It, oh my gosh, I'm feeling at this already. <laughs> I, I was muted. I feel like that always happens whenever uh, calls start. Just like, oh, wait, hang on. And uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> Even after a year of Zooming, we're still just like, wait a minute, hang on. <laughs> yeah, on mute. Um, yeah. Spotlight and all that. <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, just need to pull up my notes really quick and then we can just dive right in because I know you've got a heart out. Um, alrighty. Uh, do you have any questions, uh, for me before we get started? No, I'm just going to answer. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to answer. Alrighty, uh, so I'm just gonna do my little intro and then we'll just dive right in. Perfect. Alrighty. Hello everyone, welcome back to Actors With Issues, the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. Today we are joined by Morgan Green, one of the original cast members of the cult off-Broadway, and then Broadway musical, Be More Chill. Morgan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, so happy to have you on. So I wanted to first start off with Be More Chill, because I know that that show had a rather strange journey. I remember hearing yeah. about it years ago, and then uh, when it was off-Broadway, and then it all of a sudden got this huge cult following online. And then they're like, all right, let's take it to Broadway. So when did you first get involved with the show? So I first got involved with the Broadway iter iteration of the show. But what most people don't know is I auditioned for the off-Broadway production. Gotcha. Um, and it's just, you know, it's always so interesting how things unfold, how they happen, what you think is going to happen versus what happens and then the way it happens you're like you know what i'm actually i'm grateful for that path the way that it kind of unfolded so i was not around for the two river iteration and how it kind of just blew up online i just saw the aftermath and i can definitely say it was a very unique experience to go into a show and have people already know the characters and love the characters and have expectations of you as a performer. I was getting fan art 
on the day <laughs> the announcement dropped, which was crazy to like have fan art mm. and get like a thousand Instagram followers like that, having not said a single line. So yeah, Be More Chill is definitely a, a phenom in that sense, for sure. It's so crazy. It was such a strange uh, way that it blew up. It was kind of, it was rather random. Didn't like the cast album drop and, or I think it dropped. Um, I just remember the song Michael in the Bathroom was like the first one that I yeah. heard. Everyone was obsessed with that song. And then everyone was using it at auditions. Like, oh, it's from this little show. No one's heard of. And then it's like explodes. Boom. But you want to know what? I kind of feel it's twofold. Like, I feel like that's how theater should happen, mm. that there's a demand for it, that people want to see this thing. They feel attached to this thing. They feel like they can relate to a thing. And that's what drives the thing to be accessible. Like that, that type of journey is, it kind of feels necessary. It's almost like it's theater for the people, mm. by the people, because people want to see, be more chill. And yeah, it's just insane because it's like, it's very rare that a show one lets its bootlegs just like stay out there. Like people are so like, hide the bootlegs, hide the bootlegs, hide the bootlegs. But it's like people all over the world don't have access to get to New York or get to New Jersey or wherever a show is at. And it seems like the bootlegs actually made people want to come see it Mm. in the theater. And so it actually worked to their advantage that they were just like, let, let the children come, like, let them, you know, like, let them watch the bootleg, like, let them keep streaming and, you know, fanning, sta- fanning and standing these yeah. characters. <laughs> That's actually what helped the show be what it was and, and come back in an off-Broadway and, and Broadway because of demand. Yeah. It's, it's uh, another show that somewhat similarly had something like that happen was a Newsies. It was meant to be a limited run. It, they just wanted to like put it up put up a full production of it and then you know just have it available for licensing for schools and community theaters to do but then it became this like massive hit that it ran for several years and with be more chill i guarantee you like the first year post-covid that schools are allowed to do a show again you're gonna (laughs) see everybody doing be more chill we were all michael in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) we all went it's gonna it's gonna be like you know the modern day um Greece or yeah. you know just like the show that every high school does because it's just so popular and 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 so in a way more relatable than Greece was in its heyday probably um because yeah. looking back you're yeah. like uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll leave that one there <laughs> yeah we'll just let that linger anyway moving on <laughs> Um, so I wanted to go back a little bit and, um, and get to know about how you got started uh, as an actor and how you eventually found yourself in New York City and, and pursuing Broadway. So um, when did all of that start for you? You know, it started in, in elementary school. So I, I grew up in Montessori from like age three, did pre-K all the way to 14. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare, like seeing a desk in high school was like putting me on Mars. I was like, what is this thing? And why do we like sit in this all day? Because that was not my experience in school. And I grew up with the same kids. And I had a teacher named Bill Smith, shout out to Mr. Smith, who taught us our capacity of learning versus what our age group required us to learn. Mm -hmm. He was a teacher that was like, oh, you're 12, but you do college math. 
let's do college math with you. And that's mm -hmm. such a hard way to teach kids, but it's a necessary way to teach kids because, I mean, we're all talking about the institutions and, you know, the way that they put us in a box. And Montes I'm not, I was not used to a box. I had to be taught that a box existed, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. I was so used to just being free and exploring my, exploring myself and having fun in class. And he made theater mandatory. Everything was mandatory. Like you just had to try. And if you didn't like it, oh, that's fine. But like you at least had to have tried it. And he had us do Macbeth in mm -hmm. fourth grade, word for word. Um, we did a dog version, like it was like paintings of dogs, like doing Macbeth, and it just mm -hmm. like broke it down in a way that was accessible to us. But then we put on the full production, we did not cut that thing. We did it, we tackled it. It was so fun. I mean, our our Macbeth and Lady Macbeth were like both women. Like, dude was like breaking it down back in the day. Yeah. Like, this like I was a breaking it down back in the day. Just like, nope, that person's like they're they're the best for. It. Like, we're gonna have them be Macbeth. We're gonna have these witches. I actually like really look like Tina Turner when I was a witch. I don't know why, <laughs> <laughs> but and he did Little Abner. Like that was my first musical. Mm -hmm. And everybody, mostly all the leads were all people of color. And this was a white guy. Like it was just the way that he ran his classroom. So that was my introduction to performance. Like it was limitless. It was just based on merit. Like it was not all of this, like people that look like this get this and people that do this get, no, like Mr. Smith cast who he thought was best. And that just happened to be what the cast looked like. And I got to high school where everything shifted and I made the huge mistake of thinking I was an athlete. And I did <laughs> volleyball for a season. I was awful and I hate being bad at things, but it was just like, not my ministry to just put it simply, not my ministry. And I was doing volleyball and they had a really good theater program at my high school, public high school. And I marched in and I wanted to participate and I found myself trying to do both and it, it really didn't work out. So I had to let volleyball go. And from there we competed at um, district festivals and I got into college. I did some, um, I don't even know what those are called. Not even like a unified, but just like they have a place in Illinois where all the huge theater geeks go and mm. perform and all these schools come and recruit. And I auditioned and I got a call back from Bradley University and I went again, thinking I was going to be something that I was not. I was a biology major for 43 hours and <laughs> literally 43 hours. And I started itching and I was like, yeah, I don't like this. And I could have done it like, I, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, I could have done anything I wanted to, but my heart was not fully in it. Mm. And I did theater in high school. Um, I kind of dropped out of the program in a sense my senior year and started doing competitive speaking more seriously and yeah I moved to New York I had an acceptance into a grad school program out in Long Island and I thought I was going to be a communications professor but all of that stuff kind of like fell through so I went out there went to school came out here went to school um and I just did the thing I just went in audition got my nose I just got a, a no right before that's why I was late clicking on here I just got a no right before I clicked uh. on here <laughs> So just keep accruing them in, just taking them in. And eventually, you know, I ended up in Be More Chill and doing projects like Moby Dick and having a lot of memories and artistic 
experiences that I really, to this day, treasure and I look forward to having more of those. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you got a no from Be More Chill before you got a yes, years later. Yes. I never thought, you know, I did, it took a long time for me to think about that. And the, the, the time between the no and the yes was so crucial to who I am right now, Mm. because I went in, obviously the same person with same, you know, capabilities, but I went in and I was like, you know what, I could do this. I could actually do this gig. Like as a swing, I can do this gig. And I didn't get it. And when I went back in the second time, I actually still have the sticky note for my final callback in my closet. I always just keep it there to remind myself it was on my birthday. And I had kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not wearing dresses anymore. People stop asking me to wear dresses to these auditions. I don't feel comfortable. I always feel like the back is like tucked in my underwear or something. I want to wear pants. I want to wear overalls. I want to wear a baseball cap if I can. I want to wear docks. Like I want to be me, you know, when I present myself. And a costume is a costume. Give me that later. And I went in on my birthday. And I just remember walking in the room and just being like, what's up? Not like, hey, how's everyone going? I was like, hey. What's up? What's going on? And they were all like, hey, yo, what's up? And then I actually answered them. I didn't go like, I'm good. I'm great. I was just like, it's hot and cold outside. Like, which one <laughs> is it to be on this day? Like, what do I do? Like a tank top or a sweater? And like, we just had like a real people moment. And it, I learned that it's not just about being a good performer. It's about being a person. Mm-hmm. We just forget so much that we're people. And when we do art, we're collaborating. And I can't collaborate if I'm in, so in awe of you that I don't feel like we can have conversation, that I don't feel like I can explore and we can digest and we can analyze together. If it's so much like, give me the job, mm-hmm. then, then how can we work together in a space? And I'm not, that means I'm not comfortable with myself as an artist and as a, as a creator myself. So it really helped me just solidify and embrace just who I am. And at the same time, like that's not going to be for everyone. And that is okay. The no's are so much sweeter when you go in as yourself instead of pretending to be what you think someone else needs you to be in the moment. I, you had written that as like your, when I had asked, what is something you wish you'd learned um, earlier in your career? That That's basically what you had said. Um, uh, you had said the industry needs me to be me and not my attempt at being someone else. And that's such a healthy approach to all of this because everyone thinks that like there's the you you who you actually are and then there's the you that you put on in the audition room or in the tape before you even portray the character before you start your sides or your song or your scene and it's something that I mean I struggled with it for so long and I know so many other actors that did too because you think that you have to put on these airs about yourself to fit into the world but it's like it's not about you fitting in necessarily it's about your performance like good acting is going to trump everything else yes you know and and it's something that takes took me a very long time to realize and now it's like i just bring as much of myself to whether it's a two-line co-star for a tv show or whatever i'm like i'm gonna be as much of me as i can because that's what i'm gonna bring to the table and then but if this role doesn't need any inkling of me, then that's not what it, you know, then, then we're going to get to act. It's hard because we, yeah. we all want to survive. We all want to thrive. We, and, and, and it feels like there are entities that have all the power and we, 
and we won't get any unless they give it to us unless they like go you're great it's like well I was great before that moment that you told me that I was you know what I mean like mm. if we can remember like in the gestation period between someone giving us a yes we're literally still the same people but it's hard it, it makes us the minute they say yes we're like oh my god now I'm great and it was like well you were great literally right before you picked up the phone and if we can hold on to that and also remember that we're all artists all the time it's it's what we do it's not what is defined by someone else defining us it's not the biggest job in the world that now makes me an artist i'm an artist in my room when i'm practicing my lines and i'm you know perfecting my craft i am being an artist in that moment i'm an artist if i'm just like reading a script with my friends and I've actually been in conversation with a lot of people still in school. And I'm like, yo, y'all better get some really good self-care supplemental activities now. You know, you need to have them now. You need to go out and do 24-hour Shakespeare with your friends and rent a room and everyone's doing like 17 different accents. Like you better go do that because that's fun. And that's art too and it's practice and it's fellowship and it's community and it will supplement the inevitable no's if all you're doing is auditioning and just getting no after no after no after no after no and you don't have fellowship with friends you're not helping people do anything you, you all you're doing is like going out there and putting out energy and you're not getting any energy you're going to be burnt out fast and you're going to be misinformed about what it is you have to give. You're gonna be misinformed. Only one person is gonna get the job. Everybody else is also gonna get the no, maybe at different stages, but they're all gonna get it too. And so you have to take care of yourself on your journey to your yeses. And don't count yourself out that the yeses aren't coming because they are. And it's just really hard, especially you know when you're in this incubation of school and. And school is like, you're blonde, so you're an Audrey, and you're tall and have a chiseled neck, so you're a dentist. And, you know, and they do that, and you're like, well, no, like, I'm actually not. And then you get out into the industry, mm -hmm. and, the and you're having an identity crisis. And it's like, school is the place where you practice your process, it's where you practice your boundaries, it's where you practice how you practice, you practice practicing, you, you know, like, it's where you practice. Mm -hmm. But if you don't break down that hierarchy, it's also important in the audition room of like we're collaborators i'm not a i don't want to be a spectator in a room where like my body is i don't want to dissociate mm. for myself i want to be here i want to be present and there are going to be moments that hurt from being present and there are going to be moments of like great celebration from being present like that's the actual beauty of being an artist is that we build these vessels that have the capacity to feel everything and like that's the journey mm. is like feeling the journey of the character feeling the journey of yourself and being present in that journey wounds scars celebration and all girl you are <laughs> so much of what you're saying is like hitting me so hard right now because like uh i was taught there was a i'm this like particular facebook group that's from uh, basically all the students of this coach that i work with mm -hmm. um he wanted to have this little community and like someone wrote like, Hey guys, anyone else struggling with like time management and not being able to act and feeling that 
you wasted a whole day because you haven't done anything related to your career. And I told her, cause I've been working full time at a gym since October because I knew I didn't need the, the typical, you know, actors need their mornings off and they work nights and all of that. I'm like, we don't really need that right now. Cause theater is not around. All the auditions are self taped So you don't need to be ready at a moment's notice mm-hmm. to head to Midtown. Um, so I, you know, was like, I'm going to get a big boy job and we're going to work 40 hours a week and whatnot. And, but lately for months now, I haven't had the time or energy to get back in a class, even if it was over zoom and all the action that I've done has been self tapes. And it's like, they're all co-star auditions for TV. So it's like two lines here, three lines here, a short scene. And it's like not having that fellowship with people anymore. It really sucks. <laughs> I really miss it. Cause like at the height of the, the height of the pandemic, um, I'd started a, a weekly reading group. So we would grab like a TV pilot script or a short play. And I would just I sort of, I'd put my casting director hat on. I would just cast a whole bunch of young actors that I knew and we'd read stuff. And that happened every week. But obviously eventually as the, you know, as the pandemic went on and on, people had to start working and all of that stuff. So that sort of fell off and oh gosh, everyone take Morgan's advice because we need to <laughs> to definitely take care of, of our art and not just, you know, sit idly by just for the opportunities coming your way. It's like learning to take some initiative and, and start those little projects. Um, even if it's still over zoom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Oh my goodness. I felt, I feel red. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know we're all eager to get back in the audition room, but with self-tapes likely becoming the new normal, it's important that actors have a system in place to make the perfect self-tape audition. That's why I'm thrilled to share with you all Audition with Sam, a fantastic virtual service that provides professional audition prep for your self-tapes to stand out. Sam not only researches everything about the project beforehand, but she also provides on-the-spot coaching that will level up your acting game. And we have a special offer for our listeners. Use the offer code ACTORSWITHISSUES10 for $10 off your first session with Sam. Setting up an appointment is super easy. Just email auditionwithsam at gmail.com or send them a DM on Instagram at auditionwithsam. And don't forget to use that special offer code ACTORSWITHISSUES10, that's ACTORSWITHISSUES10, for $10 off your first session. Now, go nail that audition. So um, have there been any misconceptions that you have experienced, whether maybe when you, when you were younger or that you've sort of realized now, like something that you thought was like tried and true about the industry? And then it's like, oh, that's actually not at all the case. I think a lot of people are so obsessed with age. It's like. I don't make my first million by my 18th year. I have to give up the craft. It's like, what? No, like 
I tell people I'm 40 all the time and I'm like, not 40. I feel 60 on the inside. You know, with makeup, I can look like 17. It's like, who cares? Like Cicely Tyson was out here like playing like 18 at like 60 years old. Like there is no timeline. We're all different. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different. You look at people and some of these people are 24, 25 years old with these huge extensive careers. But, you know, they don't really talk about the fact that they're like, come from a millionaire, billionaire family. Well, that definitely helps, you know, relieve mm. some of the stress to book. And I found it was so much easier to get work when I already had work. And that's like an awful thing to say, mm. but you like, you don't feel no pressure. You're like, what else? Have fun, go in the room, ba da ba da ba do. And you look up and they're like, we loved her. She's great. And like, of course that's you, but it's like, if you can have that energy of, it is what it is. Like, even if you don't have it yet, you'll look up and you'll just have more because people want to feel people and work with people that are free, that are just, you know, capable of exploring and messing up and being like, oh, yeah, let me go back and try that one again. I'd be like, oh, sorry. Like, oh, my God. Like, uh, you know, freaking out. Yeah. And it's like, quit freaking out. Like, we're not at the Olivier Awards. Like, of course, you're going to mess up because you just got these lines yesterday. It's fine whatever like go again yeah. and it's hard because again when you feel like people have all the power and you don't have any power you conduct yourself as such mm. and you know i wish i think i was kind of doing that because i also play instruments so i feel like my experience like into the industry was a little bit different because i was in a lot of like actor musician calls which really didn't have a lot of black women in there so I always felt like, you know, I'm in competition with myself. Even if I walk in a room and there's another black woman that plays a violin, we are literally not the same. Their name could also be Morgan Siobhan Green and we still are not the same. You know what I mean? Like releasing myself from this idea that it's me versus whoever like kind of looks like me. It will never, ever, 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 ever be that. There is no one walking on the planet with something that was supposed to be mine. And I hold that dear to my heart. No one has something that was supposed to belong to me. Everything that belongs to me, I have gotten and I will get. Boom, period. All I have to do is just like love myself on the journey to that thing and be myself on the journey to mm. that space and that place. And it's going to happen. And you just like you keep your blinders on in that regard. And like the fellowship happens. You know, you meet your community, you meet people who, you know, have different ways of thinking, but then like, you probably are going in for the same stuff. Like, I love going to auditions and people are like, what are they saying in there? And I'm like, child, all I know is like, people singing the cup, but they like, we taking it up three keys. And we, and I'm like, I ain't singing it. You know, like, I love that, that energy mm -hmm. because it's like, I want to help you. Like, I, and if I got it, I don't want to get it like, holding my fist closed and holding all my cards to my chest and like trying to keep information from people. I don't want that type of energy to, to go around about me. And people have to remember that we, a lot of people are multi-hyphenate artists. Mm -hmm. So when you go on audition, you shouldn't act like crap. And then you go in an audition 10 years from now and they're the you know, assistant director or director, you're like all shook. It's like, just treat people good. Mm -hmm. Boom. Be what treat people well. Treat them like how you would want to be treated. And you look up and on your bad day, like somebody, somebody is there like waiting in the corner for you to give you back that energy that you've given someone else. 
I love that. That freaking beautiful. Something that you said previously was a weird revelation that I had very unexpectedly early this year. Um, last summer or like last fall with COVID time is just, I don't even remember what happened yeah. when. Um, but uh, I had an audition for uh, for a show. It was like my first series regular audition. And I was petrified because I'd never had one before. I come from the theater world and only done like tiny parts in TV. And I was like, what is this four and a half pages I have to learn by tomorrow? Um, and then very recently, a friend of mine posted um, like a, a clip from, from his tape for the same role. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that never realized. I always thought like, oh, we're like the same type, but we don't really look alike. We're like light-skinned Hispanic guys with glasses. That's about as similar as we are, you know? <laughs> um, and I never, and just seeing that, I was like, it's so funny because like we always think, you know, we're, we're constantly pitted pit against each other, just generally in the industry. It's like, that's your competition. It's cutthroat, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've never actually experienced that sort of cattiness or cutthroatness. Maybe I'm just lucky that I haven't seen it, but um, it's just interesting to have seen someone up else go up for the same part. We also, he also didn't get it. So obviously I didn't, um, but it's just one of those things. It's like, in hindsight, it's just really interesting to to come across that of someone going for the same part who you never really viewed as competition, but it's not a healthy relationship to have with your fellow artists it is like, they're my competition. Um, yeah, I just want to share that. <laughs> it's, it's weird because I mean, in, in all honesty, it's probably what's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're all getting the sides. I mean, that's why I just like, I hate talking about acting. Like I hate like, you know, you see these people like, yeah, darling, I was like, yeah, hey. and it's like, okay. Like, this is why people feel like we're like just so far removed from reality. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, we're all going in, we're all getting told absolutely not. Or like, oh, you're so great, but like not this time. And it's like, been telling me that since like 99 lady, you know, it's like, we're all getting those stories and actually that's what should make us all come together and like have a good laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you put in all this effort you you know you rearrange your life people are standing outside at like 4 a.m in the morning getting on lists someone's threw the list away you know like just like, <laughs> like <laughs> someone burned the list because they're mad who burned the list <laughs> who moved me up the list who took my name down who stood in front of me like it's all just like so that's why just like the supplemental stuff helps make that stuff seem so small and just like a blip in the day mm-hmm. but if it's all you're doing it's just like <gasps> and it's like it's really not it's really not that big of a deal like you got a camera phone out you're talking there's nobody there that's weird you know what i mean like and you're doing it for for someone that you don't even really know personally that's just going to like watch it and be like that was bad or that was great or that was decent or like what you know like it's just like just do it and release it and like let it go and kiki with your friends and be the change and be the opportunities that like you want to have for yourself like mm-hmm. that's one thing i love about Issa Rae is like Issa Rae did it on her own and it took time Mm-hmm. And people don't want to invest the time. It takes time and specificity to be great, to be good, mm-hmm. to be recognized for doing something. It's okay if people don't like it. Is it honest and is it what you want to say? Then just like say it and do it and make it with your friends. 
and be the people that hire each other. Like I want my friends to be my employees someday and I want to be employed by my friends someday. Mm -hmm. That sounds amazing. But like, we can't get to that point if, you know, a lot of people complain about the industry and then they get in and they get a lot and it's like the industry is such an amazing place. And it's like, well, which one was it? Were you mad for yourself or were you mad, you know? for 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 the idea of the whole thing mm. and it's like you know i want to be someone that someday helps pave the way for others and so when i say yes to myself and yes to who i am and yes to what i can do i consequently can hopefully in the future say yes and be a yes for someone else so it's been a long five years it feels last year was five years when i said that oh really last year was definitely five years 2020 we're actually in 2025 right now you don't. <laughs> oh, did we Just get like, snapped by Thanos and now we're back five years later? <laughs> like what? Yeah, something. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I'm actually somewhere else right now, like on another planet, watching this planet on the news or whatever their news equivalent is. It's like a sitcom. Just like this yeah. show, this show called Definitely Earth. What's happening. It's definitely what's happening. Yeah. Some some planet's <laughs> out there laughing at us for sure, for sure. Oh God. Uh, it's so funny. There's no, this is the, uh, I forget who said it, but they say that like they imagine alien spaceships are like driving by earth. They take their telescope and they're like, oh, hell no. And then they just keep no, literally next. no. Yeah. They're like quit. They keep getting on these little planes coming up here close to our homes. And I think they keep moving their planets just like a little <laughs> bit further over. Every With the cloaking <laughs> device. Just hide the planet. Hide the planet. Like y'all are not getting in. Absolutely not. So I wanted to just finish off with a rapid fire round of um, some questions, um, but I start with an easy one. So coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, screen acting or theater? Mm. Theater? Question? <laughs> <laughs> Drama or comedy? Drama. Uh, plays or musicals? Plays. When have you been the most starstruck? <gasps> when I met Chadwick Boseman. Oh, good answer. <laughs> um, what's your most uh, recent binge watch? Oh, I feel so embarrassed. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We're going to move on. Uh <laughs> Uh, who is your dream co-star? Oh my gosh. Daniel Day-Lewis. Good answer. Uh, do you have a secret talent? Ooh. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I do. I can juggle. Oh, really? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't have the hand-eye coordination for that. So anyone that can't do it, I'm just baffled. I'm like, and up one and dun, that's it. All right. Uh, uh, what is your favorite accent or impression to do? And can we hear it? Um, I don't, I'm, I don't really have any accents. Every accent I do sounds like someone from the Caribbean. <laughs> I, I, that's literally, I have no accents. So I don't, and I don't believe that my, accent of that accent is correct so i don't want to offend anyone from, any, okay. from <laughs> any other places i'm pretending or actually conjuring <laughs> conjuring uh what's the worst side job that you've had 
Ooh, I used to usher at this place. Um, a very specific type of people would come there and they were not nice. I feel like you can like infer mm. where, what, and why. <laughs> uh, if you weren't an actor, what would you be? A teacher. Uh, what is your favorite TV show? What is it? I mean, I don't want to be cliche. I'm just going to say because it's another show I keep watching over and over. Maybe Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, who's someone from history that you'd like to portray? <gasps> Ida B. Wales or Gladys Knight. Good answers. Um, if you could be in the revival of any show, which would it be? Putnam County Spelling Bee. <laughs> Forgot about that show. <laughs> uh, and lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? Um, want to change the world? There's nothing to it. I love that. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> thank you so much for, for coming on the show, uh, Morgan. Thank you so much. This is a lovely conversation. Uh, where can people find you on social media if they want to give you a follow? If you want to follow me, my Instagram is still up. I'm elderly and really contemplating uh, going into the ethers. But if you'd like to follow me, I'm at Morgan Siobhan. And I'm on Twitter at Morgan Siobhan G. And you all can follow us at Actors With Issues on Instagram. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. And you can catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors With Issues, and we'll see you next week.